Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Well, 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 good afternoon. If you're listening live, if you're listening later on, good evening. If you're listening tomorrow morning, good morning. That's the beauty of technology. Hey, this is Lynn Tender, one of the co-hosts of the Christian Office on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. I am so excited that you've decided to join us today. It is, it is the third Friday of August. And we are so excited. I'm excited. I have a co-host, uh, one of our co-hosts. I wish I could have packed and went with her in, a, in a, her suitcase to, what? where is it, Puerto Rico? I want to go to Puerto Rico, too. <laughs> but look, um, look, look, we have Leroy McKenzie, Jr. in the house. Hey, Leroy. Hey, hey, lady, I am here. I'm here. I need to be. I need to be on a beach somewhere too in Puerto Rico. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what, Missy and her husband—they are doing some um, groundbreaking, powerful work in Boston. And if it wasn't any other couple that deserves a getaway, it is them, Leroy. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I totally, totally, totally agree with you, Lynn. That they, they, she is. They are two of the hardest working couples in, in you know, in the Christian, uh, Christian kingdom. Uh, so well deserved, well, well deserved. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so Miss enjoy, 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 and bring us back some of that sunshine. <laughs> and so. I know, I know. So, um, Leroy, we are coming into the end of August, but we started off this month with a bang, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And, that bang, and that bang started off with for those that aren't, you know, that weren't aware um, that August is, or August 9th is actually National Book Lovers Day. And the Christian Authors on Tour had a phenomenal full day. If you're a book lover, you were in book lo- you were in book lovers heaven <laughs> on on August the ninth because there were authors all day from the Christian Authors on Tour. Um, they were on there from I think it was eight or eight thirty in the morning till eight eight thirty at night just talking about their books being on fire for the Lord. Um, we even had um, the um, the men and women's um, uh, outings that we had, um, the, uh, the, the, the Christian authors, men and the Christian authors, women panel discussions that we had earlier this year. You got a chance to see that, and all of it will be uh, actually on our YouTube channel um, uh, shortly, so you can look forward to that. But it was just a, a phenomenal day of, of just authors 
um, talking about their their writing experiences, talking about their books that they have out, the projects that they have coming up. It was just a great uh, great day um, for that. So August has been a power packed month, and, and of course, um, with our stops that we have this year, because this is a Christian authors on tour tour year. <laughs> so um, we have to go along with that. We have a a foundation or a nonprofit that usually goes along with that. And um, I am humbled, honored, and and pleased to be able to say that the um, the nonprofit of this month uh, for the month of August uh, actually is the McKenzie Pantry Foundation, which is my family's foundation. My family's foundation. <laughs> and we are so we're, we're just deeply touched and, and honored that we got to be one of the nonprofits uh, that gets to talk about um, what, who we are and what we do, and then the impact that we're trying to have in the community. And, and what the McKenzie Pantry uh, Foundation is—it's um, a family, uh, non—it's a family-run organization, nonprofit, 501c3, uh, formed to help eliminate hunger in underserved, diverse communities, and we have one goal, and that's to feed souls, not to just feed your soul um, physically, but to feed your soul spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all of the other things that go along with it. And we're so pleased to be able to work with uh, with students uh, in the elementary school, uh, making sure that they get um, that they get fed on weekends because, as many of us may or may not know, um, a lot of times the only meals that, that some students get um, are the meals that they get in school. So our foundation, um, majorly what we do is, is provide those meals for the weekends for families so that they're able to have something to be able to eat uh, on the weekends. And that's the McKenzie Family um, Foundation. If you want to um, connect with us, you can email us at mkpfoundation2018 at gmail.com. If you have perishable, I mean non-perishable items, you can actually give us a call because we'll come pick them up, uh, and that number is 443 443- Nine nine zero zero nine four six, and then if you would like to make a um, a financial contribution to the organization, uh, you can do that through uh, Cash App, and our Cash App is dollar sign MKP Foundation, and then if you would like to use PayPal, it would be our email address, which is MKP Foundation two zero one eight at gmail dot com. So. That's the announcements that we have um, for for this third uh, Friday, Lynn. I think we have somebody mm-hmm. that we're looking to talk to today. So you want to uh, want to give us an introduction of who he is? Indeed, indeed. This brother's name is Alan T. Black, and I had a chance to check out his website. He grew up in the United Methodist Church, and he notes on his website that while he proudly embraces his background and personal history within the United Methodist Church, Alan Black does feel that ultimately what is important is not the denomination that you are a part of. What matters most is the relationship that you have with the Lord. Alan believes part and parcel to any relationship is the level of commitment that one makes to it. With any and all relationships, they're going to take time to grow. He describes this relationship with the Lord over the years with one word, transformation. 
continuing to grow daily in his walk with the Lord and continuing to display the fruits of the God's spirit daily is what life is all about for Alan. He's the author of two books, In the Spirit Intended and Here I Am, Lord. I'm so honored that we have the opportunity to interview him. Just want to remind you that this is a live broadcast. You can call 563-999-3025 to ask questions about scheduled guest author. Alan T. Black, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you again for this honor of being with all you, all three of you today and your audience. I am very very honored. I'm very excited. Kind of nervous, but I'm ready to get the party started. I know that's right. Well, I have to ask you. You know, you've written two books, and I, I, I just wondered. You know, when you started out, did you start it out knowing that you wanted to write books, or was it something that just kind of happened? It really just happened. I my background as a writer really is more on the music side. I am a lyricist, so what that essentially means, as your audience probably knows, is that I'm the person who writes the lyrics for the songs. And so I have been doing that probably since college, which would have started back in 75. So for the audience keeping count, yeah, that's 40-plus years. So that, that makes me pretty up there in age. So that's really where my writing component started. And it continued up through, and it continues to this day. But actually, back in 2015, the Lord just began to move me in a whole different direction away from the lyrical side of Alan and getting more into the writing side and becoming a Christian author. And and I can share with you and the audience that there was never one moment in time where I had intended to become a Christian author. It was not on my agenda. It wasn't part of my plan. But I think part of my journey just underscores the fact that a lot of times we have our own personal plan and the path that we want to follow. And the truth be told, that a lot of times doesn't have anything to do with what God's calling us to do or he's preparing us to do. So, And I'm looking back now over the course of the previous 40 years from 75 up through 2015, And I'm beginning to recognize that he was preparing me for that moment starting in 2015 when he spoke to my spirit. He said, okay, now you're going to become a Christian author. This is the path I want you to take. And I'm not going to pretend that I eagerly embraced that new challenge because I immediately said, okay, God, are you sure you got the right person? Because first of all, I have no experience doing this. I truly have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing and, and in a lot of respects, I didn't even feel worthy that I should be given such a great assignment. And so what happened in 2015, I just began, began to really just kind of, I guess you would just call it freestyle, just started writing thoughts here and there that God would give me. And so I just started building up a collection of different short, like, inspirational essays, which both books are consist of, so they're kind of reflective, they're kind of observational, and they just talk about different points in my life and how God has had an impact on me and how I view things now because of the transformation. And so I started writing in 2015, and I'll never forget, I got to the point 
at the end of 2016 where I had this collection of these short essays, and I really and truly didn't know what to do next. So I was looking around. I said, well, i got to figure out how to do this. And I wasn't sure how to put it in a book, and I was still kind of in a place of saying, well, maybe this really isn't what I should be doing. And I'll never forget, I was working part-time, and I still am at a hotel place making reservations because I'm retired. And one of my former students was working there at the same time, and so I shared with her a couple of my short essays that she was saying to me. She said, well, Alan, how come you don't put these in a book? And I kind of looked at it and I said, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. And I'll never forget, she shot back at me. She said, well, when I was your student, you always taught me not to take no for an answer and to pursue your dream and your passion. So how come you can't do the same? So uh, my first instinct, honestly, was I was a bit insulted because I was her mentor, and now she was flipping it around on me and asking me these questions. I didn't appreciate that, but then – and then I got out of my ego after about 10 seconds. I said, well, you know what? She's right. There's no reason why I can't do this because when she was my undergrad student, that's the things I poured into her on a daily basis. And now she's bringing it back yeah. on me, and I'm like, if I'm going to give it out, I have to be willing to receive it, and I have to be willing to follow up on it because that's what I asked my students to do in my career at the university here that I worked at. So in 20. 2017 rolled around, which was January 2017. I'll never forget. I was stumbling around on the Internet, and I'm not really tech savvy, but I stumbled upon a web community called Fiverr, which is F-I-V-E-R-R. And it's a worldwide community of different entrepreneurs who have different talents and different gifts. And so you can collaborate with them to create a project or to finish a project. And so I went into this site called Fiverr. And I said, well, I'm going to join, and I'll put out a request and see if somebody could help me to format the book and get it to the point of being printed. And I'll never forget, I sent out a request one Friday, and in my mind, I'm still thinking in the natural. I'm thinking, okay, so I sent this out in January of 2017, maybe by the end of 2017, 2018, somebody will get back with me, and they'll say, well, they could help me. So to my other shock, having sent this out on a Friday night, the next morning I came back after running errands and everything, I opened up my Fiverr account, and I actually had 32 people who said they were excited to work with me, which truthfully scared me because I was like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do now because all these people want to work with me and I don't know what I'm doing. So I spent two more weeks after that kind of narrowing down who I wanted to work with, and the Lord actually led me to work with a lady out of South Africa who helped me to format the book and get it prepared for Amazon. And this was in 2017. This was my first book called Here I Am, Lord. And really the title is a reflection of the journey for the first book because I reached a point in that process where I just said, okay, Lord, here I am. What is it that you want me to do? I had to stop fighting and I had to get rid of a lot of the negative thoughts in my mind and in my spirit and say, here I am, Lord, let's, let's do this and let's see where it's going to lead. So this young lady worked with me from probably January up through March of 2017. She got everything formatted, got everything prepared for Amazon. Uh, she got it uploaded and everything to Amazon. And then in May 
of 2017. I'll never forget that first Friday, May 2017, the book appeared on Amazon. And, and you know, it was the most surreal moment of my life because I remember when I sat there and I just looked at the book on Amazon and I just stared at it. And I wasn't staring at it because of the fact that I was thinking I was all that in a bag of chips because I'm not. I was staring at it because I just couldn't believe that God had called me to do this and we had gotten it done. Because I kept thinking in my mind, wow, God, this is just so amazing. Like, I'm this kid who grew up in the project, and this is where you brought me to in this point in my life. And so I just stared at the book for about five minutes or so and just kind of kept shaking my head because I couldn't believe what God had blessed me or directed me to do at that point in May of 2017. And one thing I'm going to share with, with the audience today is the fact that by definition, I can tell everybody that Alan Black is at best just an ordinary guy. But one thing I've learned through this journey is that God will call the ordinary people to do extraordinary things because he's going to equip you with what you need to get it done. And so I'm a living testament of that just from the fact that no experience writing other than lyrically as a songwriter, certainly no background in English literature or composition as far as putting together a book. I can't even say my books are grammatically correct because I just wrote what the Holy Spirit had me to write. And I know it was God because I can honestly say that with each and every essay that I've written, the Holy Spirit would literally have me write it and then finish it. And I would go back maybe 10 minutes later to just look it over, and I could not remember what I had written at that moment earlier. I couldn't. It scared me at first, but then a, a minister, a friend of mine who's like my mentor, said, well, you know, when you open yourself up to what God's calling you to do, he will pour into you, and he actually will operate at times not just because of you, but he'll operate in spite of you. And so I've experienced that in the process of both books as far as just being obedient. That's the biggest thing, and I'm not going to sit there and pretend like I've always been obedient my whole life because I haven't. As my father used to say, I have a head like a brick most of the time, but at some point I finally did start waking up and saying, okay, God, if this is what you're calling me to do, I'm going to be obedient and just follow where you want to lead me. And so I would say to our, to our audience today, be obedient and be open to what God's calling you to do because he's going to lead you through it, and he'll get you there. But we have to put self aside. We have to put aside the people who are going to tell you you can't do it. And you just have to trust in God that he'll get you there and just trust him. I'm not saying it's an easy process to do that because it gets us out of the natural and it moves us into the realm of depending on him in a spirit way so that we can say, okay, God, it's in your hands. Let me do what it is that you're calling me to do. So it's been it's been an amazing journey. I thought, honestly, in the 2017, I said, well, I'm through writing, so I want to go back to my music now. And God told me, no, you're not through yet. I've got a second book I want you to write, which is called In the Spirit Intended. So I've wrote that mostly through 2018 and released that in 2019. I'm amazingly blessed to say that in July of 2019, 
it made the bestseller list on Amazon, and I was still blown away because I kept thinking, you know, guys, this is just so unreal. Like, I don't know how you're doing it, but I'm just glad that you're doing it, and I'm just glad as much as anything that I'm learning to be obedient and just to say, okay, Lord, if this is the step of faith I need to take, then I'm ready to do it. And that's been my biggest transformation in all of this, I would say. That that's that's awesome, and I can tell you, um, I can I can totally um, uh, I relate to the the beginning that you talked about of not knowing <laughs> what to do because I went through the same thing because I, I was a poet and and had you know had had um, poetry poems that that I didn't you know I was just doing it to be doing it, and then I mm-hmm. had friends. Like you had that told me, hey, you ought to put this in a book. I ain't have a clue. <laughs> didn't have a clue what to do. Yeah, I was like, and, and honestly, didn't think that I had enough to be able to film a book. So uh, I was like, Lord, if this is where you're leading me, then you know I need you to you know to show me what I need to do and and how to go about uh, doing this process. Because I know for me, I didn't want to do it the the traditional mainstream way because I didn't want anyone to um, you know to take my um, vision. And, and tell me what my vision was. I wanted my vision to Thank be you. my God's way. So um, there was a way to do it, and I really appreciate that. Now, my question for you is: you 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 mentioned, or uh, Lynn mentioned in the in the bio, that you describe your relationship with the Lord over the years um, with one word, which is transformation. So my question to you is: how is writing these two books transformed your life? From the first book, Here I Am, Lord to the second book that you have, um, the intended, uh, the, in the spirit intended. How has these two books transformed you and transformed your life? I think as much as anything, number one, it has strengthened my commitment to be obedient to what God is calling me to do. That's a characteristic that Alan has to work on on a daily basis. And it's continued to strengthen my trust in what God is calling me to do. And I, there's a third thing as much as anything, which is kind of hard to articulate, but it's almost given me a greater sense of peace because I know that what I'm doing is what he's calling me to do. And so I, I feel a great sense of peace and, and happiness because you know what? I can say at this period in my life or in this period of my life that I have a sense of peace and joy because this is what God's called me to do, and I just want to do what he is asking me to do. And so I'm I'm tired of the struggle that I've had internally of trying to do it my way, like Frank Sinatra says, which obviously has gotten me <laughs> in more trouble than I care to admit to. I'm just Frank Sinatra <laughs> saying that song, I'll do it my way. He didn't know what he's talking about because all we do is mess it up when we do it our way. At least I can say that. So <laughs> I would say it's that level of peace and obedience which continues to grow more and more in every day. Now, if there was a fourth thing, I think, uh, Mr. McKenzie, it's a sense of appreciation because this time in my life, you know, I, every morning I get up, I, I walk and everything. I just take my time talking to the Lord. And I'm in a period of such appreciation just for the fact that I've made it to the age that I'm at now because a lot of my classmates haven't made it. I've made it to the point where I can say, you know what, God, 
I just want to thank you for the fact that I'm still living number one and number two. I want to thank you for all the things that have happened in my life, which have been so positive, and even the negative things you brought me through. And I think a greater sense of appreciation is now a part of Alan's life. I'll confess point blank. I come out to the Lord. I said, you know, God, I have to apologize, and please forgive me for being a knucklehead. When I was in my 40s and thinking it was all about me and just taking things for granted, I said, God, mm. please forgive me because you know what? You didn't have to even let me get to this point at 66 to still be alive. And my personal health history is such that I shouldn't have made it to 18. I mean, I'm going to share with you on this point blank. January 3rd, I was in a horrific car accident to the mm. point where I was transported to the hospital unconscious, uh, major concussion, shoulder separation, bleeding on the brain and everything, and have no memory of the accident. Wow. No memory of the accident. And we're talking about a guy who hit me right a red light, hit me in the left tire area of my vehicle going about 40 or 50 miles an hour. And the people on the scene said, well, if he had hit you two seconds later in the driver door, he said you wouldn't have lived. So, mm. you know, I think about the fact that but for God in another one or two seconds, I could be dead. Yes. I could easily be gone. And I think about that on a regular basis. So I think this time of season now is really about appreciation. It might sound corny to some people, but you know what? I pray that you reach a point in your life where you just stop and smell the flowers and thank God for the fact that you made it to a certain point, that you have friends and family who love you because they don't have to. And in this COVID season, think about the people that unfortunately, and we all know them, Mm. that got the virus and they didn't make it. Yes. That 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 for me is humbling and it breaks me down. I'm like, you know what, God, I may not have everything I ever wanted, but you know what, man, you have blessed me with more than I deserve, and I just thank you. Yes, yes. Now listen, our time is quickly going by. You know, I love these interviews, but we just don't always have enough time. We're um closing out probably within the next three or four minutes, but Alan, I want to make sure that our listening audience know how to contact you. If they want to invite you to be a guest speaker virtually, or even if they want to purchase copies of your book, how can they go about getting in contact with you and buying your books? They can go to my website, which is alantblack.com, and Alan is spelled A-L-A-N. T for middle initial, which is Theodore Black.com. So it's Alan T. Black.com. They can reach out to me there, and I would definitely get back with them. I would enjoy the honor of being a virtual speaker because, you know, I'm at a point now where it's about sharing our testimony and talking about the fact that God has brought us through so many tests and mm. we're still standing. So if I can share words of encouragement with somebody else, then I feel like I'm fulfilling part of what the mission is for me here on earth while I'm on this side of heaven. You know, I've always said, uh, my parents always taught me, said, you know what, 
you want to be able to say that you helped somebody else along the road in life because my personal philosophy, and this is just Alan, I want to be able to stand before the Lord that the Lord asked me on that day, did you try to help somebody else along the way? I want to be able to say, Lord, I tried to do what I could, but I tried to help as many as I can. And I want to be able to say that I want to empty myself out to a point where I said, you know what, I gave the best that I could. Quantitatively, it may not have been as great as I wanted it to be, but qualitatively, I hope that it impacts somebody and did something for them on this road we call life. Amen. 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 Well, sir, thank you so much. This has been such a treat <laughs> to interview you and, and just to hear your testimony. That 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 question, Leroy, Leroy, you hit it on the transportation. He summed it up good, didn't he? <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, yes. So thank you, Alan. We appreciate you. Leroy, thank you, sir. We appreciate you. You know it. You know it. You know it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's another another third Friday, and we love here at the Christian Authors on Tour bringing these great authors who have some phenomenal stories and are on fire for the Lord. So thank you, Lynn, for, for your vision and always, always putting, um, giving us this stage to be able to talk about these great authors that we have. Amen. Amen. And thank you, listening audience, for tuning in. We love you so much. We appreciate you. Want to encourage you to support this author. Check out his website. Buy his books. Pray for him. Pray for his family. But most importantly, pick up that Holy Bible. That's the most important book of all. Find the scripture. Hide it in your heart. And until next time, everybody, God bless. Have a good one. Thank you.